We are going to talk about somebody who's breaking some glass ceilings even right now, baby. We're going to talk about a little girl who came to this planet in 1984, landing at a place called Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah, Portland. Kind of a liberal little city up there. Got a lot of little arts community going on, nice little arts community going on. And uh, by the age of four, she started playing the violin and uh, was all into it. Uh, by the time she was five years old, she was in the Chamber Music Society of Oregon, a youth orchestra. Yeah, and she stayed there for 10 years. At 15, she was a concert mistress, and then she just stood up and walked away from the violin and the concert orchestra and all of it because she had discovered a new instrument. It was the bass. And her teacher had taught her one little bass line. And with that one little bass line, she got a gig playing in a club with a blues band. So bye-bye, violin and string orchestra, and hello, nightclubs and beer and the blues and the bass. Yes, yes, yes. Now, she was self-taught on some instruments and had lessons on others, but she learned instruments, the guitar, the piano, the bass, of course the violin, she already had that. I understand she plays a few wind instruments as well, but she doesn't like to talk about that too much. But she's the kind of kid who wanted to explore a lot. And she was on that fast train, playing professionally at 15. Well, pretty soon, high school runs out. What you gonna do? You gotta go to college. Oh yeah, yeah. So she started out at Portland State University, studying music. And I'm sure uh, it wasn't long before everyone there, including the professors, realized that uh, she needed a stronger challenge. So her bass teacher suggested that she audition for the Berkeley School of Music, and audition she did. And not only did she get in, she got the rarest of the rare, a full scholarship. Oh yeah, full scholarship, 17. Come on down, baby, you can play. We want you right now. So off the Boston she goes from her little comfortable liberal surroundings in Portland, Oregon. And she was there and she was doing her thing and she was learning and burning, baby. And she started playing more and more gigs and more and more gigs and more and more gigs. And pretty soon people started saying, hey, you know, this girl got something. We should try to record her. So, boop, here goes Jungo, her first album. Didn't do all that well, but it was a good start. And then her second album and got a little bit more recognition. And then her third album, somewhere around 2010, was called Chamber Music Society. <laughs> She's reflecting back on her childhood. And that one got traction. Did it get traction? She was nominated for a Grammy. 
several, and she won one. Matter of fact, she is the only jazz musician in history to win Best New Artist given by the Grammys. The only one. Yeah, that's normally something rock and roll or hip hop or rap or something. No, no, no. It's jazz bass player who sings a little bit. A whole lot, as a matter of fact. She's uh, gonna win Best New Artist? What? This is 2011, and the world goes, whoa, what's that? All of a sudden, Esperanza Spalding is a thing. Yeah, she's a thing. Soon after that, I remember talking to my son about uh, hearing all this stuff about this Esperanza Spalding. And he figured, you know what? It's just because she's a girl playing the bass. She, she can't be all that. So he actually bought a ticket and went to a club in New Jersey to check her out in Newark, I think. And uh, he sat there, he was kind of mad because uh, she was playing more bass than he plays and he's a great bass player. And she's like, okay, well, it's definitely not because she's a girl, she's actually playing that bass. Oh my God, is she playing that bass? And then he said he was about done with it because she was just doing everything he couldn't do. And then the second set, she comes out and she starts singing. And he goes, oh my God, what a singer. And at first she's singing like a cappella on a company. And then as she lays out this beautiful melody, exposed that great voice, she started playing this bass line that sounded like it had nothing to do with the rhythm of the vocal melody, which means you got total independence between what you're doing here and what you're doing here, baby. She had that kind of concentration, that kind of coordination. She had that thing. And when he saw that, and when he heard that, he said his forehead hit the table because he realized she was the real deal and such a rare deal at that. Did I tell you about her singing? This girl started singing early in life and well, professionally. And before she walked on stage to make some money singing, the only singing she had ever done in her life was in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that's right, in the shower. But you know, she's smart. And once she started being called upon to sing, she decided to go get some vocal lessons. So she would work on tone and projection and really have that uh, well-trained uh, and properly uh, taught um, vocal technique, which she most certainly uh, does have. So we get more and more albums. And at some point she decided that she was going to do uh, a lot of gigging with people everywhere and there because she's so popular. She didn't have time working her own stuff. She's just playing with this one, playing with that one, playing with this one, playing with that one. Touring everywhere. Got no time. Got to go, got to go, got to go. And she decides to do another album, something different. Concept album. Emily's, which is her middle name, Emily. Emily's D+. Plus, D+. Plus, huh. Emily's D+. Plus evolution. It was kind of a punk rock project. And um, I actually had the opportunity to hear this live with my friend Butch Thomas. And let's just say we, we thought she was underserved. 
by the material and the production. And um, I think she came to that realization as well. So her next album, she brought in the heavyweights, people like Robert Glasper and Layla Hathaway and that whole thing. And it was just boom. She's rebuilding her reputation. She's rebuilding that career. She only allowed 7,777 copies to be made. I don't know what all those sevens gotta do, but that was it. I guess she gotta make it, you know, what a thing. And she did another album, then another album. And then finally, she did an album that was called Radio Music Society. And that one earned her another Grammy for um, vocals. So she has won four Grammys and has been nominated uh, a bunch of times. And her total awards are like eight. And that would include a BET award and a Soul Train award. So this young lady is really on the fast track. And by this time, she's, she's not yet uh, 30 years of age, not, not yet. As a matter of fact, she was called back to Berkeley to teach. I think she was given honorary PhD and all that, but she became a professor at her alma mater, Berkeley uh, School of Music. Uh, and she was doing that in her middle 20s, I think somewhere around 23, 24, 25, somewhere in there. And uh, then later, uh, she was called upon to uh, be a professor of music at Harvard uh, University and that distinction was uh, bestowed upon her uh, when she was only 33 years of age. So this young lady has been on a fast track for a long, long time and she is a real deal with both her bass playing and her compositions and her arranging and her vocalizing because not only did she win Best Vocal Award for that, uh, but one song from the album won Best Instrumental Vocal Arrangement. And that is also her work. So we're talking about a true genius and someone who, if you see in the right setting, you, you know, something a little more intimate, you can really check her out. Uh, you'll find an amazing artist, amazing creative spirit, and someone who has been on the fast track since they picked up the violin at four years of age and was sitting in the orchestra one year later at five. Esperanza Emily Spalding is truly a force of nature and one of those rare breeds of human beings that has made it totally acceptable for women to have a voice in jazz, not just as vocalists, but as instrumentalists as well. Thank you, Emily, for waking us up and for blessing us with your great creative spirit.